Hey, it's a, a great show. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program today. Really, really great show to talk to you a little bit about health care and why all the Republic or the, the Democratic nonsense about health care. We shouldn't even be considering right now. The world's about to change, and I'll tell you about that. Also, uh, Joe Biden, he's on the, he's on the, well, how was I going to say, he, he's on the charge of the caliphate, but that's not exactly how he pronounces it. The guy is clueless. Nick DiPaolo is with us. We go over what's happening in Russia, some big news out of Russia today, the hacking in Russia. We give you a hint on what's coming up on our next special on Ukraine, and I think it's what the Russians were looking for in Ukraine, and we happen to have it. Uh, and we'll tell you a little bit about that. Also, last night's debate with the Democrats. Oh, mm. it was delicious. We'll give you all the details. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Just a quick update. Uh, thank you for all of your prayers. Uh, Mary got out of uh, surgery. She's my uh, eldest daughter. She has cerebral palsy and uh, has um, has really had her whole life turned upside down from epileptic seizures. The people at UT Medical Center are amazing. This is probably the I I've, I'm the family and I talked about it. Um, I think actually this may be the reason we moved to Dallas. You know, we've 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 kind of wondered and we've put a whole bunch of different things into that and I think this may be it. This is the leading area for epilepsy, uh perhaps in the world. And one of the best doctors uh happens to be her doctor and her surgeon. It was amazing and I wanna tell you about the miracles that we saw. It's it's truly remarkable, but I want to tie it into news of the day because some of the stuff that we're talking about is nonsense because of the miracles of technology that are coming uh, our way quickly. So if you read CNN or anybody else, <clears throat> they will downplay uh, the Bernie Sanders and the Elizabeth Warren fight because they're now sending signals. Can we can we stop this? Stop this fight uh, because they don't want to eat their own. But this is what happens at this point. You got to eat your own. Warren Warren wouldn't shake Bernie Sanders' hand. Blah 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 blah. I don't really care about really any of that. I don't think the American people care about that. If he said, you know. Uh, you know, a, women, a woman can't win. He's just wrong. He's just wrong. It has to be the right person. But he didn't say he that. Didn't say that. He, Warren he is didn't totally just trying to take shots at him. I mean, you know, he what he probably said is what I think he explained last night, which was, you know, that uh, that Donald Trump is going to take cheap shots at women and it's going to make it difficult. Like that's a, a very standard line of thought on and the you Democratic know what? side. He may have thought. A woman can't win because he's going to swing hard and they won't be able to swing hard back or whatever his his theory is, if he even said that. Mm -hmm. But that's the same as Buttigieg can't win. Buttigieg won't be able to win because he is uh, perceived as uh, anti-Christian in some groups. He is also uh, homosexual, which is not uh, cool with the African-American uh, group he's too young he's too inexperienced whatever 
So, I mean, it's silly. It's a political calculation. It's not an anti-woman thing. It's ridiculous that they're going through this. But I did want to play only one part of this uh, exchange, and that is the CNN. Insane. This is I've never heard anything like it. So she asks Bernie Sanders, did you say that? He says, absolutely not. I did not. And you can find all these clips of me saying things about women. And how would I possibly say that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote? So how could I possibly have said that? Then listen to the follow up. After he says that, she follows up with Elizabeth Warren. Listen to this. Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? (laughs) I disagree. Unreal. This is what usually happens to a conservative. Mm -hmm. This is the way they they treat conservatives. No matter what we say, it is their way. Well, you'll never be able to prove it otherwise. Whatever your intent was, whatever you really meant, whatever, it doesn't matter to them. I've not seen them do it to a democratic socialist. But I that's one of the most remarkable moments from a reporter that tells you everything you need to know about the press today. Yeah, because you can ask that question in a difficult way to both of them, and yes. it's fair, right? Like and that's could, the way it should be. Right. You could say to Bernie, like, "Hey, why'd you say this?" And then you could say to her, "He says he told he didn't even say that. Correct. Why are you saying he did?" Exactly. Right. And like, that's totally fair way of asking. Those that questions. is what a journalist is supposed to do. Yeah. They decided that she was telling the truth. This individual decided mm-hmm. that she was telling the truth instead of putting them both under the heat lamp and making them sweat yeah. and let the American people decide which one's telling the truth. Now, part of this is the initial story that Bernie said this is a CNN report. Now, the Washington Post has uh, witnesses and and uh, sources that say Bernie didn't say it. Um, so I don't know if they're just trying to give their own report credibility or what, but that was an embarrassing moment. I mean, you cannot ask that question. It was completely unfair. The audience laughed at it. Yeah. Laughed at it. And it's partially, it could be that they believe Bernie Sanders can't beat Donald Trump and Elizabeth Warren can. I don't see how you'd believe that. In watching her performances, I am not impressed at all. I think she's custom built to be defeated by Donald Trump. Look, here's what we are. Here's what we're fighting. Um, and and I know this firsthand, and I'll, I'll tell you a story later. Um but what we're fighting is people that are burned out in the news. And I hear this from everybody, my friends, me, me. I, I don't, I can't consume the news on, and on cable television anymore the way I used to. Can't. It's just too frustrating. It's, I know what everybody's going to say. It's, it's lies, manipulation, and spin, and it's coming from everywhere. And I know enough of the facts to just go, oh, my God, I can't. You you have got to be. Every time I turn on the TV, within 45 seconds, I am saying, you have got to be kidding me. Because I know the facts. Most Americans don't know the facts. So they get their news from these places in sound bites and in headlines. Not even the stories, just headlines. 
They've made up their mind that Donald Trump is a monster. So it doesn't matter who's running against him. You've got a large number of people that without any basis other than Donald Trump not being helpful in this department, who just believe that he's out of control and unstable. And they want him out. And so it doesn't matter if it's Bernie Sanders or it's Pete Buttigieg. He'll get a he'll get 48%, whoever it is, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, the Antichrist, <laughs> will get about 40, 40 to 48% guaranteed. Because there's just people who are not going to change their minds. They're just not going to do it. And the same thing for Donald Trump, right? Like Correct. If, he, if he's going to get 40 to 48%, whatever that is, uh, and then they're going to be fighting about everybody else. So the game changers here are the ones that uh, will be able to tell the truth about both sides. The only people that will have any credibility during this election to be able to sway people are the people who don't really like either of them for different reasons <laughs> that are not that, that are saying look i you know i like this person for this reason i don't like this person for this reason because the the only way to change people's minds is to meet them where they already are and where most people are is I don't like the I don't like what the other side stands for. And what's crazy is there's enough room on that in all of us to be actually be united. I don't like what the other side stands for. And I don't like what our side stands for. I mean, the way this is being executed, it's one thing what they say, it's another thing what they do. And the craziest thing is, is the guy who looks like uh, he's the most unstable is only being judged by the cover. And when I say the cover, what I mean is his speech is what he says, not what he does. Judge a person by what they do, not what they say. And Donald Trump is being, and rightly so, because that's the way we've always had to judge people. What is he saying? Well, he's saying crazy things. But what is he actually doing? And the doing part never gets down to the average American. They don't know any of the doing part. They can't give you any policies. In fact, can we just play this clip? We just saw it on the four-minute buzz. It's from the College Fix. And they went to college students, and they, they put all of the worst dictators on the planet and Donald Trump and asked these people in college, who's the worst? Who's the most dangerous? Listen to this. Of the following five world leaders, which do you think is the greatest danger to world peace? America's President world Trump, peace. China's President Xi, Kim Jong-un in North Korea, Putin in Russia, or the Supreme Leader of Iran? I would say Trump. I mean, I think it's kind of, kind of shown by the most recent actions that it is Trump. I think I would say Trump. Um, I would say Trump, too. I would also say Trump. Many of his leaders are worrying, but I worry most about Trump's erratic behavior and how unpredictable see, he is. See. I think having our 
President B, Donald Trump, it is severely dangerous to our country and he, the world. Peace. Uh, I'll have to say our president. Unfortunately, he uses a policy of act first, react later. I think it is. I think it is Trump. Okay, so we're talking about the Ayatollah, Kim Jong Un, President Z, President Putin, dictators. And what is it that they're focusing on? He's unstable. Now, let me flip this for you. Is Donald Trump unstable? I don't think he's mentally unstable. That's just the way he is. That's the way he always has operated. He likes a world of chaos, his world of chaos. And he is he likes press and he he's a firm believer any press is good press. So he he likes the the fight, he likes the chaos, he likes the grind of it all. He's a street brawler. However, let's forget about the packaging. Let's forget about the cover. The, the cover. Let's forget about what he says in tweets and everything else. And I know that's important, but let's just forget about that for a second. They're pointing out that he is unstable in the world. How is he unstable? In fact, how is he unstable in the world? Here's how he's unstable. He's not playing the game the State Department began to play in the 1930s and 40s. That they have a plan for the world, and it's going to be this big united world, and the United States is going to be running it all, and we'll be the policemen, and we'll go and fight these wars that will never really end. This is not some crackpot theory. Read about it in... uh, What's the book? What's the book? 1960s. We used to talk about it all the time, Stu. Uh, Tragedy and Hope. Tragedy and Hope. Read about it. It, it outlines it. It was about mutually assured destruction. It's about how we tied our monetary systems together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, you weren't part of that, or our grandparents weren't part of that discussion. It just happened because all of the elites thought that's the way the world should run. And it's been getting us involved in places we shouldn't be involved in. Now, Democrats, you should be in love with Donald Trump's policies on the world because he doesn't want to intervene. The the claim has always been that the United States is just this bully. That's what the left has always said. We're a bully. We flex our muscles all around the world, and we tell people how, well, you've got conservatives agreeing with you. I agree we shouldn't be all over the world flexing our muscles and trying to nation build. We shouldn't be trying to move democracy into every region of the world by force. We agree. He's being labeled unstable. Because he's not playing the game that has always been played by every president since Truman. He doesn't buy into it. He doesn't like it. Good news, America. Neither do you. The best of the Glenn Beck program.
Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Nick DiPaolo from NickDip.com. You can follow him at Nick D-I-P-A-O-L-O. For those of you who have never met an Italian, it's Nick DiPaolo. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make it nickdip.com. Yeah. Boy, I got to tell you, I was up in uh, New Haven. My uh, father-in-law is up at Yale New Haven Hospital. He's been sick, and so I had to fly up this weekend and be with him. And and uh, New Haven, have you ever been in New Haven, Nick? Yes, I used to buy my drugs there. <laughs> Good. No, uh, I'm the, kidding. Uh, just aspirin and Advil. Yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, the pizza up in New Haven is completely oh. different, and it is so good. Somebody and they cook it. I mean, they almost burn it, um, and uh, as, so they're pulling something out of the oven. And somebody <laughs> says, uh, "That's uh, that it's it's ours is a, a little burnt." The guy just went, "I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, our, uh, this is a little burnt. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, okay." Never mind. I mean, they just do not <laughs> fool around with their food. Italians don't fool around with it. What kind of generalization is that? I fool around with my food all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a different story that we should probably no. not get into. <laughs> Pepe's. Pepe's yeah. is the best pizza. Mm. It was voted the best pizza Sally's. in America. Sally's. Pepe's. Sally's. You went to Sally's? I went to Sally's. Yeah. I don't think a woman can cook a pizza better than a man. <laughs> <laughs> I never said a woman couldn't be president. I said a Native American woman. Boy, what did you think about? Did you hear the did you hear the way the CNN reporter just dismissed everything he said? Glenn, this is why I should be as famous as you. I said I was live tweeting last night. I said to my manager before the show, the debate started, I said, what's the over under on a female anchor woman asking Bernie if he ever said that a woman couldn't become president? My instincts are right on the money. Yeah, and she just, uh, she just, of course, sided with, with Elizabeth. Can Elizabeth. we play this? If you didn't hear this, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard in so-called journalism. Listen to this. Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren? What did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? (laughs) Nick, I've never heard anything like that. You haven't? Have you been watching the media for the last 40 years? I'm I'm dead serious. The media, Hollywood, it's been hijacked by the the feminist movement. That's all there is to it. It's all encompassing. It's in commercials. Every commercial is a woman hitting a heavy bag like a boxer. There's a lot of female uh, anger out there. Uh, I, I, you know, I call it penis envy on a group level. It's just organized penis envy, and I knew that was going to happen. And and uh, but I also, I think Bernie said it. <laughs> Do you really? I mean, uh, as in a belittling women, or just because it was politically his calculation? Political calculation. Well, what's wrong I, with that? What's wrong uh, with that? Nothing. Right. I, I mean, if you, I, that's your political opinion, that's he, your political opinion on the way the landscape is. I think well, it's wrong, but it's it's his way of saying that this country is still misogynist. And, you know, I mean, he was playing to. I'm his, so uh, sick. I'm so sick of I'm so sick of that. I'm so, you know, what, know. what they, these they, broads, they, they, <laughs> 
these people have been uh, lecturing us about how racist uh, the Republicans are. Well, all your voters went out and narrowed the field to a bunch of white people that are all billionaires. I mean, what are you saying about the Democratic people that are voting now? That stage was whiter than uh, Bernie's nose hairs last night. It was like it was like watching the Osmonds snorting coke in a snowstorm. It was very. Very. How do I keep doing drug references? Very I don't white. even do I don't, drugs. I don't know. But 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 wasn't that just just six white people on stage to show how hypocritical that party is? And 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 you say, I, well, people are saying, well, black voters whittled it down to uh, six. I, again, how many black voters right now? You really believe that? It's uh, white libs. Do you really? I I agree with that. That the party yeah. is the party is run by uh, white intellectuals that just think they know better than everybody else, and those are the real actives right now. I think the rest of the people. I mean, Nick. Here's let me play a clip of uh, something that came from the College Fix, and I would like to know how you combat this. Listen to this question uh, from the College Fix. Of the following five world leaders, which do you think is the greatest danger to world peace? America's President Trump, China's President Xi, Kim Jong-un in North Korea, Putin in Russia, or the Supreme Leader of Iran? I would say Trump. I mean, I think it's kind of, kind of shown by the most recent actions that it is Trump. Mm. I think I would say Trump. Um, I would say Trump, too. I would also say Trump. Many of his leaders are worrying, but I worry most about Trump's erratic behavior and how unpredictable he is. I think having our president be Donald Trump, it is severely dangerous to our country and the world. Peace. Uh, I'll have to say our president. Unfortunately, he uses a policy of act first, react later. I think it is, I think it is Trump. Interesting. Uh, act first, react later. Shouldn't a leader be uh, somebody who acts and is not reacting all the time? Maybe that's me. So these people, I don't think, have any clue as to who Putin is, who Xi is, who the Ayatollah is. They don't have any clue. Um, and most of these voters, I think, and I could say this about the Republicans, too. Everybody's just unplugging for the news. So we're a bunch of experts that know exactly what we believe without having any real facts. And the people who are going to vote for uh, uh, Bernie Sanders or the Antichrist are going to be voting against Donald Trump because they think they know who he is. When you say the Antichrist, that you mean Hillary's going to jump in? Like... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, but the, the, it's indoctrination. The only way you're going to change that, look, the media, uh, all of academia, I mean, these kids, and, and then then uh, the Internet, they're just swimming in this garbage, and, and they don't know how to think for themselves. And I'm so sick of hearing that Donald Trump is so erratic, and, and Bernie last night, he, he's a danger to this country. What are you talking about? The economy has never been better. He crushed ISIS in five minutes, and he just scared the crap out of the mullahs in Iran. So what are they looking for in a president? I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't and know. You have to get rid of women's studies on college campuses. Everything will be fine. I, I, I will tell you, Nick, I do, we, we have to find a way to approach people um, who just think they know when they they don't they don't have any idea they're not paying attention. I mean, it, it is 
you could say that Donald Trump is a wrecking ball and he is unstable. If you look at his tweets, it's like crazy town. But that's not his actions. You just hit it. I was going to say you just hit it on the head because the left believes words. Yes. Uh, you know, as words are rocks. As act- they're yes. the same as actions. Yes. And, and we have to get them out of the mentality. But that all comes from political correctness. The definition is controlling people's behavior through the language. And they have mastered that. And um, I, I just don't understand this. I don't know what they're looking for in a president. Um, and, and he's going to crush. Can I just say this? I hope it's Bernie. And I, Bernie's my favorite lefty, yeah. not because of his politics, but he really believes the garbage. At least he's authentic I and miserable. With you. I, I really find him entertaining. It's like having mm-hmm. Larry David there last night. Really and, and when there really were a few is. minutes when he didn't talk, I like yeah. something's missing in this right. debate. And then <laughs> they get back David. to him. He is. I mean, I have, but but wouldn't that be great? A, a billionaire capitalist just crushing this socialist and finally putting this to rest. Or will it put it to rest, Glenn? No, I don't think it. I don't think it will. Uh, I I just don't think it will. But it is interesting to me that we could have a candidate uh, that is an avowed socialist uh, that that has that held up the Soviet Union as a great example of what we could be. I mean, it's it's crazy. And a white guy millionaire who is against white guy millionaires uh, and a, a really old guy telling all of the young people exactly what to do because you can't trust the really old guy that's in the office now. It's, it's, I just, I've never seen anything like it. Did you, did you say a white millionaire or did you mean billionaire? You're talking about Steyer? No, no, no. Bernie is a white millionaire. Oh, Steyer yeah. is a billionaire. Yeah. But Steyer what's, what's, doesn't have a chance. Did, did you see his head when he was talking last night? Uh, Steyer, did you notice? The, no, the, the, I didn't. Michael J, you know, Michael J. Fox was throwing his shoes at the TV saying, sit still, will you? It looked like a bobblehead in the back of a Chevy on the highway. I'm a self-hating white guy, and I'm very rich, right. and I should be ashamed of that. Right. I don't even know how Steyer made his money. I really de- what, what? What is he? What did he do? He's a hedge so? fund guy. I mean, they kept hitting him on a lot of the money he made, at least early on, was, was in gas and oil and coal. He said, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious because he's Mr. Climate Guy now. Yeah, but he said, I learned my lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, after I made my money, I learned my lesson. Yeah, they all evolve on the issues after they have $6 billion in the bank. You yeah, notice? yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I still say Bloomberg, I'm telling you, I said this, uh, I interviewed Donald Trump Jr., and I, this is a couple of months ago, and I said, I'm telling you, this is before Bloomberg announced he was going to get in, and I said, I think he's going to be, he, he's going to show up in the end. He's going to be a factor somehow. Well, Steve Dace, who is part of the uh, network, said uh, he made 10 predictions, and they were pretty stunning, and they could happen. He said that Bernie Sanders, the first four states are going to go to four different candidates. He said then Bernie Sanders will rock it, uh, but not claim the nomination. And it'll be a brokered convention. They're going to try to get Michelle Obama to run, but she Uh, won't run. And he says in the end, it's going to be Bernie Sanders. No, I disagree. You think it'll be Bloomberg? Bloomberg is somebody else that we don't know about yet. Uh, you know what? I will go with you on somebody we Alex don't know. Alex Cora about. of the Red Sox is going to be. You know they're Democrats. Why don't we just get somebody from the Astros? Oh, 
good was, sports joke. It would have been a yes. good sports joke if Alex Cora wasn't on the Astros during the scandal. It, you all, you were very close oh, to this one. Oh, man. Um, but, I uh, missed it. Yet another sports <laughs> failure. Oh, another. <laughs> I thought I had a <laughs> touchdown or a field Bang goal a trash or something can. on that. Yeah, dang it, a trash can. Thanks so much, Nick. I appreciate it. NickDip.com. Nick DiPaolo at NickDip.com. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. I mean, I'm going to totally geek out here for a second. Um, do you get your Do you get your solar weather report every morning? Because you can. Uh, ben Davidson is the founder, creator of space, SpaceWeatherNews.com. For some reason, we've we've come to believe that the sun has nothing to do with anything. Space has nothing to do with, you know, our weather or, you know, perhaps earthquakes or volcanoes or anything like that. And we also have been taught that the North and South Pole are pretty stationary. And that is untrue as well. There have been some cataclysmic events in the history of our planet. The last one happened about, what, 780,000 years ago when the poles actually flipped. Uh, and it is a, it's a uh, kind of an earth-shattering thing. It usually happens about every 300,000 years. Like I said, we're almost up to 800,000 years now. And the poles are moving, and they're moving faster and faster, or so it seems Ben Davidson is here to uh, give us the accurate account of all of this. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm doing very well, sir. It is honored, it, total honor to be back here. Thank and you. I have to apologize at the start because I will have to correct a number that you just gave. That's fine. This, this is a 12,000-year magnetic excursion cycle. In addition to those long ones where the poles flip and then they stay there, there are also these much shorter ones. About every 12,000 or 13,000 years, we get a magnetic excursion, which is a rapid flip and flip back. Unfortunately for us, even though it is a rapid flip and flip back, it does come with a considerable amount of time where the magnetic field, the shield that our planet has against solar flares and so, supernova, solar wind goes down. Okay, so I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of the 12,000 year uh, flip and then flip back. And so just, you know, breaking it down for, you know, dummies like me, the the north and south pole, they drift they don't necessarily lock together like one big magnet, uh, but let's just say they go on this excursion and they start, you know, the North Pole starts heading down, you know, into Siberia, which it is now, starts to head down. And it kind of, it locks into place, uh, you know, it does a quick flip. Does it go east and west or can it go all the way and reverse the poles on uh, an excursion? Well, it, excursion. You know, there's... There's conflicting evidence everywhere you look all around the world. The only thing that we are certain of, and uh, there's actually a fun story uh, behind this that became relevant just this past fall. Uh, what we know for certain is that we have these magnetic events about every 12 to 13,000 years. There are extreme uh, 
hardships, both climate-wise and you know, extending to the more extreme extinction-level events. And at the same time, they're noticing that a lot of times the climate swings to cold during those events, uh, at least at the start of them. And so in terms of, you know, where the poll is going to end up, what is specifically going to happen at this location, that no location, idea. we're not sure. Now, the interesting story about this is we've been sort of following the, uh, the really nerdy peer review literature and all of the top journals mm-hmm. on this for quite some time. And then this year, a Harvard professor published an article in an astrophysical journal. And by the way, astro, that, that stuff in space, we should be having this in an right. Earth-related journal, geophysics. And he said that there was really no way that you could get um, an extinction-level event from these 12,000-year magnetic excursions because the amount of solar uh, light that would come in wouldn't be enough to kill everything. Now, in addition to that not being true whatsoever – uh, there's also more than just the solar light there. And so there's the UV we know about that makes mm-hmm. us tan and gives us sunburns. But there's also the protons and the electrons. And these are the things that we're discovering do have a significant effect on the weather, on atmospheric chemistry. Nobody wants to be breathing acid rain. Um, these things have an effect on earthquakes and on volcanoes and, and other things like that. And we sort of got in a you know, an academic tiff, if you will, an academic yeah. fight uh, with this. And then a few weeks later, the number one Earth uh, physics journal in the world called Reviews of Geophysics is out of this country here from the American Geophysical Union. They came down and definitively stamped these things as probably the most prolific, if I can put it this terrible way, killers of species on this planet. Once you're getting outside of things like, oh, a, you know, a huge meteor hit right. and it killed 90 percent of the, you know, those are like the, the super rare ones. These are the things that happen, these magnetic excursions. These are the things that really challenge species, that take species out, that really, um, really make life more difficult for okay. life on this planet. All right. So, so, Ben, what I want to talk to you about is I want to if we can have time cover um, the earthquakes like I mean uh, you know I don't know if any of these are connected but we just had a really powerful uh, earthquake in uh, um, uh, oh shoot in I all I can think of is San Juan uh, in Puerto Rico uh, Puerto Rico yeah, yeah so Rico. And, and quickly let me just cover this do you think this is related to what we're talking about uh, in a way yes um, Earthquakes are going to happen no yeah, yeah. matter what, and an, and an earthquake would have eventually hit Puerto Rico again no matter what. Right. But the sort of thing that we're noticing is the very first people who broke these studies and who really just had a hint of what they call a correlation, a, a connection between the power of the sun and these earthquakes and the weather and the volcanoes, they had this hint, and it was enough to be what they call statistically significant. But it still was just a – it was like a slight nudge. Oh, yes, the sun does nudge these things. Yeah. But we are noticing that it's taking less and less for the sun to give that nudge as Earth's shield against the sun is weakening. It's the only thing standing in between what we have now and what we've lived with our whole lives and the sun having complete control over the planet. If you th- uh, weather if, if people think of the planet like, you know – the starship enterprise or you know some some spaceship um the, what we have the electromagnetic field is shields up 
and we put these shields, you know, uh, up automatically. Nature does it through the electromagnetic field, and that's stopping all of the junk or the the bullets or the you know phaser fire from the sun. It stops all of that. But as our poles start to drift, those shields go down, and they cause all kinds of problems. Uh, from earthquakes to uh, severe weather. I'm really quite interested also in technology. We have now, we, we talked about, you know, oh my gosh, the the uh, the atmosphere and the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the big holes that were above the, um, uh, the South Pole, I think. Uh, they the were, ozone. Yeah, the ozone layer. Everybody freaked out about the ozone layer having a hole in it. In the electromagnetic field, Aren't we starting to see holes in the field? Yes, and we're starting to see some parts change more rapidly than others. So um, specifically, the the scariest part of the magnetic field right now is sitting atop of Brazil and the South Atlantic. They call it the South Atlantic Anomaly, and the explanation for why it's there uh, really depends on who you ask. Uh, it does happen to be the exact point on Earth where both poles are moving away. And so, uh, interestingly enough, this isn't like a clock where if one pole's at 12 and one's at 6, they're both you know, going clockwise or counterclockwise. They're actually going in the same direction. And so while the North Pole is about to cross onto the coastline of Siberia, the South Magnetic Pole, much, much earlier, left the continent of Antarctica, and it is racing up into the Indian Ocean just south of Australia. Now, if you can close your eyes and picture what the Earth looks like, Siberia and Australia and the Indian Ocean, they're on the same longitude. These things are on a collision point. And if you take that collision point and you look at the other side of the planet, that's where the fields are getting the weakest, the fastest, and that's where it's probably going to be the scariest first. It's almost like Brazil can be our canary in the coal mine. So how long before you think we actually start to recognize this and start to have real technological problems or health problems? Well, we are... Because this is happening rapidly, right? This is not like 12,000 years, it's slowly been happening. This is now moving quickly, the polls. Oh, much, much, much more quickly. And just to give you an idea, you know, Earth lost about 10% of its strength in about 150 years from 1850 to 2000. We lost another 10% just in the last 20 years. And so that you could just do some extrapolation math there and see where things are headed and how fast they're headed there. Now, we are at a point where we are very, very lucky to in this last round of solar activity, which happened in the earlier part of the last decade. It did give us a lot of what we normally see. There were solar flares. There were those ejections of those protons mm-hmm. and electrons phaser bullets, as you put it. I really like that, by the way. Um, and we were seeing that weaker and weaker space weather would be able to give that nudge. Now, we mentioned that already in terms of the earthquakes and the weather, but that same thing goes for the uh, the technology as well. And so there was one solar storm we had in 2015. And, you know, you look back over the record of solar storms and you don't even pick this one out. It doesn't jump out at you at all. It was an average one. But the for some reason, it happened in a, It happened at a time when the Earth's magnetic field didn't handle it well. There were airline problems up the east coast of the United States, in New Zealand, in Norway. There were major grid problems in numerous South American and Central American countries. Transformers were blowing in some parts of Africa and uh, in India. It was 
it was really sort of the thing where I was wondering how close we came. And, of course, the, the reason why not every, um, every little burp from the sun does this, you know, we are on a steady decline here with the magnetic field situation. But if you were to zoom in on that steady decline, it looks like the stock market. It does go up and down even though there sure. is a longer trend downward. And so 2015 and actually 2014, we could notice that we were in a real down tip. 2016, 2017, we started to come back up, and we peaked uh, sometime around 2018 uh, or early 2019. And we are getting ready for what they call our next geomagnetic jerk. It's a rapid jerk. They, they think it comes from the core, and it plays a considerable role in how the magnetic field is doing. It's expected to happen within the next 12 to 18 months. And my only hope, really, I can say for it, is that we don't get the same level of acceleration that we got last time. Because if we go from losing 5% a century to 5% a decade, and then we take that same jump and we lose 5% a year, we have 20 years to lose the whole thing, and we're already down 20, you know, 20 percent. But we so. don't lose all of it; it comes back, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. But it's once that it, yeah, once, yeah. It's it's the sort of thing where everything is deteriorating rapidly. Um, some science says it could happen in a matter of a day, um, but if you stretch that out two weeks, that's more than enough time. And it looks like the field will stay in this situation for probably months to a couple of years. Hmm. All right, uh, Ben, it's always uh, a delight talking to you. Um, <laughs> no way out, no way out. Uh, well, here's, here's the good news. The good news is this is the magnetic excursion cycle. And since it happens every 12,000 years, how many times have humans survived it? Yeah, okay. It is one thing to look at the scariness of the situation. We had one happen 60,000 years ago, about 45 to 48,000 years ago, 36,000 years ago, 24,000 years ago. The one 12,000 years ago is called the Gothenburg magnetic excursion. Here we are, 12,000 years, 13,000 years from the last one approximately, and Earth's magnetic field is changing like it hasn't changed in thousands of years. That's pretty clear of a picture, and there's only so many coincidences one can ignore. But it would also be unwise to recognize that every person in the world is not the descendant of a survivor of the last one. Hmm. And we have this in our DNA. We are all survivors. Ben, thank you so much. Really good to uh, really good to talk to you. Um, you can follow him at the real S uh, zeros or is it SOs? Yeah, S. Yeah. Easiest thing, just look for space weather news or suspicious observers and whatever Internet search you're using, they're going to know what you're looking for. Okay, spaceweathernews.com uh, is where you go. Thank you so much, Ben. I appreciate it. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.